And what's up, everyone? Welcome to a special edition of Not Your Average Boston Sports Podcast. Today, I will be reviewing and giving uh, some reaction to the first round of last night's first round of the NFL Draft. So today, we will get to each of the first round picks. We will most certainly talk about the Patriots and their selection of Mac Jones. Uh, We'll also get to some uh, best available players still on the board. Uh, before day two starts tonight. Um, And we'll also take a look at maybe some players the Patriots might be interested in um, and what their strategy might be the rest of the draft uh, tonight and tomorrow afternoon. Um, So as always, you can listen on uh, Spotify and Apple Music. Uh, You can follow the podcast on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, So without further ado, let's get right into it. Uh, First round last night, um, you know, a lot of conversation a lot of, um, you know, wondering about teams trading up. And, you know, to be perfectly honest, there weren't, it wasn't, there weren't as many trades and kind of craziness as I thought it was going to be. You know, I thought that you were going to have potentially two teams that were going to trade into the top 10, but actually no one traded into the top 10, you know, which is interesting. Um, so obviously first two picks kind of went the way that everyone was expecting Jags get Trevor Lawrence, Jets get Zach Wilson. Um, you know, both teams, I think, had had their eyes set on uh, both of those guys uh, for the longest time. So I think that what I'm going to do is probably just go through each of the picks, um, and then we'll get to the Patriots talk, you know, quite a bit about the Patriots pick and then get to the other ones. So no surprises with the first two. Jags getting Trevor Lawrence, you know, Zach Wilson going to the Jets. You know, I think that um, anytime you have quarterbacks that go high, there's always a uh, concern about, you know, are they, could they be bust or not? And, um, I think to be perfectly honest, it's fair to wonder that with, uh, both Lawrence and Wilson going to teams that, you know, haven't necessarily had the best track record with, you know, developing young quarterbacks, you know, the Jets, you look right at Sam Darnold, who, you know, just did very poorly with New York, ultimately got traded and, um, you know, it makes you wonder about Zach Wilson. And obviously Zach is a different person than Sam Darnold. You know, I think that the team is different. The offense is probably going to be different. So it'd be curious to see how that works. You know, it'd be curious to see how Trevor Lawrence works in Jacksonville, you know, with that offense. And uh, we'll get to their second round pick or their second first round pick, which was very interesting, um, but really can't, could not go wrong with that first pick. Um, and then the third pick, 49ers really held the keys to the rest of the first round. And, you know, what direction they went in was probably going to you know, determine the direction that other teams might go in, including the Patriots. Um, so 49ers really thought that they were going to take Mac Jones. That was really what I was going to, you know, guess. I guessed it. You know, I said it in the mock draft. Um, but the 49ers, you know, excuse me. That's not good. I had a video open from ESPN uh, to check about the trade that the Bears made. We'll get to that in a moment. Um the uh, 49ers, you know, pretty much put up a smoke screen, put up a pretty successful smoke screen that, you know, really seemed like they were going to go Mac Jones. They go Trey Lance with number three um, and things get pretty dicey for Jimmy Garoppolo, which we kind of thought that was going to happen. Um, but 49ers get Trey Lance. You know, I think that watching some of his highlights, there are some, you know, similarities to Colin Kaepernick. You know, kind of a guy who is a very good dual threat quarterback, obviously, 
Trey Lance is a little bit of kind of a more polished passer um, than Colin was. But, you know, I think that similar skill set, guy that can beat you with his, with his arm and his legs, um, and I think really could be very successful um, in this league. So, you know, surprised because it seemed like the Niners were really in on, on uh, Mac Jones. But obviously, just because I'm surprised doesn't mean that it's not a good pick. It's a very good pick. Uh, because I think Lance is going to be very, very good in this league. Um, then the Falcons going with Kyle Pitts. So, interestingly enough, I hit on three of the first four picks, um, but only got one other pick right. So, did well early, like everyone else probably did, um, and then not so well the rest of it. So, um, Falcons get Kyle Pitts. You know, I said this to someone while I was watching it. Kyle Pitts, probably the best non-quarterback in this draft. You know, from an, from an athletic standpoint, from a football, from, you know, just being an all-around really good football player. And I think versatile, um, athletic, you know, just a, 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 just a monster, just a guy that, you know, can play at tight end but can also wi- line up out wide. You know, very similar type to Darren Waller um, that, you know, so athletic that can play in a, mu- a bunch of different positions. So I think good pick there. Um, if the Falcons really are serious about dealing Julio Jones, which I don't think is going to happen now, but, you know, I think it makes sense for the Falcons. Get another weapon, get another guy for uh, Matt Ryan to throw to. I think that that made sense um, for the Falcons there. Um, And then number five, this one was the first pick that I was very surprised by. Uh, The Bengals choosing to go with Jamar Chase at number five, top receiver off the board. Now, wasn't surprised he was the top receiver off the board. I think he was the best receiver um, in this draft, but I really thought that Cincinnati had better, bigger needs on the offensive line. Um, you know, thought it would make sense to get someone to protect Joe Burrow, but, you know, they go wide receiver, they go for the sexy pick, and, you know, I think that it could work out. I think, obviously, Joe Burrow and Jamar already have quite a rapport being together at LSU, so probably won't be too much time for them to, you know, get get acclimated with each other, but... I don't know. I just really thought the Bengals were going to be in a position where they were going to play it safe, but I don't know. They, they're they an organization that doesn't always play things safe, and, you know, it usually it doesn't work out for them, but I think Jamar Chase is going to be really, really good in this league, and I think that looking back in five years, he will be the best receiver from this draft. Um, then the Dolphins go Jalen Waddell at number six. Surprised me a little bit that they took him instead of Devontae Smith, but Dolphins needed some help at wide receiver. There's some familiarity with Waddle and Tua, um, which will be very interesting. Kind of a little bit of a theme in this year's draft is uh, former teammates, you know, hooking up with different with the same team. So I like that pick for the Dolphins. Waddle's a guy that is a speed demon, um, really, really good after the catch. Reminds you a little bit of Tyree Kill, just a guy that you have to be aware of where he is in the field at all times. Guys, a guy that can beat you by running away from you. And there are very few guys that can do that in this league. Um, So I think that that was a good pick for the Dolphins. Not the receiver I thought they were going to take, but a receiver nonetheless. Um, Then Detroit goes with Penny Sewell from Oregon, the first offensive lineman in the draft. And, well, I think that they, oh, excuse me. Well, I think that they were a team that was going to look at wide receiver um, 
and look for some offensive weapons. You know, I think it it makes sense that you know the Lions go offensive line. You know, they're definitely in a state of transition, and I think that you know you want to make a safe pick, and I think that's what they did here is they took a guy who is going to be a really good offensive lineman in this league, guy who's already ready to go right in and compete at the NFL level. And I think that the Lions are a franchise that I think are in, are at a critical point. And I think making smart picks in the draft is really the right way to go. And so I think that they made a smart pick here. Uh, Carolina goes with J.C. Horn at number eight. I thought that was a little high, but I think that, you know, Carolina is a team that definitely is, um, I don't want to say rebuilding, but they're kind of in flux on defense. And so I think it made sense to bring in a quarterback, get a guy really could JC Horn, you know, not a guy that you really have to be concerned about. Um, and then the Broncos continue the defensive back trend with Patrick Sertan. The second, I thought this was a great pick. He again is a guy that's really going to have no problem adjusting to the NFL game. And I think is going to be in contention for defensive rookie of the year, um, almost immediately. Um, I think that this was a great pick by Denver. Um, then we get into the trades. The uh, Eagles and the Eagles made a trade to move up to ten um, with the Cowboys. Um, so this is where things got a little confusing because initially, yeah. So the Eagles and Cowboys swap picks. So the Eagles go to ten. Get Devontae Smith. This was a great pick. Um, Philadelphia trying to get more weapons to build around Jalen Hurts. Another college connection there. Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith. Again, a big theme in this year's draft. Um, So the Eagles get Devontae Smith. Great pick. A guy who's really going to be good. Um, The Eagles, I think, are always looking for um, wide receivers that just are really good, really smart guys know exactly what they're doing. You don't really have to worry about them. Um, and I think that having already that relationship with Hertz and Smith, I think is going to be huge for them. So Eagles make a great pick here. And then we get into the trades. So um, the Chicago Bears, surprising some people by trading up from number 20 to number 11, a little bit of a of a big trade. And, you know, I know that my buddy Eric Bellier was really into the Giants taking uh, Micah Parsons, but I'll tell you, Eric's probably pretty happy because the uh, Bears trading or swapping first-round picks this year with the Giants, but the Giants will get a first-round pick next year. So kind of a pretty solid trade, and I think that they also got two other picks from this trade as well. So the Giants and Bears swap uh, numbers or swap spots. And at number 11, the Bears take Justin Fields, which, much to the chagrin of some Patriot fans, especially at the time, um, people were really starting to get concerned because people really thought Patriots were uh, going to be in on Justin Fields. But the Bears go up to number 11, get their guy, and I think that it's, it's a good pick. Um, but again, you have the Chicago Bears, who oftentimes you know, have not had the best of luck with young quarterbacks. And, you know, you look at Mitch Trubisky, you know, traded a whole bunch of picks for him to get him second overall ahead of Patrick Mahomes. 
who actually ended up going 12th. So Bears weren't the only team that got that passed up on him. Um, but, you know, it's it's interesting because I do believe Fields can be a very good quarterback. And I really think that he's going to be a guy that I think can develop into a solid quarterback. I just am concerned about the Chicago Bears and, you know, what that's going to look like for him. And, you know, I'm not really sure about the offense they have around him. You know, I'm not really sure about, you know, with past history with the Bears and quarterbacks. Um, You know, I think that it's probably the best quarterback that they could get, I think, within reason. You know, if they weren't going to trade into the top three, I don't think. Um, But I think that this is probably the best quarterback they could get within reason. Um, So it'll be very interesting to see how he does Um, in Chicago. You know, I think that he could do very well, but I also think that Chicago could end up being a bad place for him and he ends up not doing too well there. Um, So then the Cowboys going from 10 to 12, get Micah Parsons from Penn State, which was, um, I think, a big time steal. I think he's going to be one of the best defensive players from the draft. Um, Again, a guy that's going to be in contention for um, defensive rookie of the year. So really love the pick from the Cowboys here. Um, and then at 13, the Chargers take Rashawn Slater. I was surprised. I didn't think he was going to fall this far, but the Chargers make a great pick here, get a guy that can protect Justin Herbert. Um, so really, really like that pick for the Chargers. Um, then the Jets move up um, with Minnesota. They moved up from 23 to 14 to take Alajay Vera Tucker. Um, from USC, so good interior lineman at USC, guy that uh, will, you know, probably start right away, guy can help protect, you know, their new uh, quarterback in Zach Wilson, so um, I think the Jets making a smart move to trade up um, all the way to number 14, you know, I think the Jets are a team that I think have have a bunch of different needs and offensive line was definitely one of them so I think a really solid pick and then here we go Patriots at 15 so obviously you know with fields off the board you know a lot of people are thinking okay well if they're going to go quarterback are they going to go Mac Jones and I'll tell you my my thought process here and I know I've been pretty outspoken for weeks leading up to the draft that Mac Jones is not really someone I wanted to take that I thought that a team taking him in the first round would be overdrafting him. And I thought that the Patriots would be better off looking for a different position. Um, Now, obviously if the Patriots had thought that way, well, you know, what's your plan for quarterback? And, you know, obviously that's a fair question. Um, I just didn't think that Mac Jones was going to be the guy. And so I think, I'm not upset with the pick, you know, by no means am I upset. You know, I'm a person where, you know, I really wanted things to fall a certain way and they didn't. But I think at the same time, you know, I said this to someone this morning, I really think that Mac Jones, the best spot for him is with the Patriots. You know, it might quite possibly be the best quarterback situation for him to go to, not in the ter- not in the sense of like the other players around him, but being like, the Patriots have had a really successful, you know, system that has had a quarterback that's been in place or was in place for almost 20 years, had an unbelievable career. Now, I'm not saying that Mac Jones is Tom Brady, but the Patriots have a system in place where they can get a stand in the pocket, 
really accurate passer who's really smart, you know, knows how to read coverages and change plays at the line and things like that. Not to say that other quarterbacks don't know how to do that, but I think Jones, coming from Alabama, coming from Nick Saban as a coach, going to Bill Belichick, I mean, you can't really have a better a better college to head coach, you know, change than that, you know. So I think that it's the Patriots get a quarterback. And I think I'm happy that they got someone in the first round. So, you know, we can start talking about, okay, this is their guy. This is their plan. They're going to work him into, work him into the team, you know, and see what happens. So I think that it's a good pick. I think it's a solid pick. And I think that, you know, him going to the Patriots and going to, this organization and this system is good for him because it's a system where a stand in the pocket, accurate quarterback can do very well here, you know, and um, time will tell about Cam Newton. You know, I still believe that we will see Cam Newton be the starter week one and what happens the rest of the season, who knows? Does Mac Jones come in and replace him week five? You know, does Cam Newton respond really well? to Mac Jones pushing him, and does he end up playing the majority of the season and play well? You know, because I think Cam Newton plays well. There's no reason he shouldn't, you know, be taken out of being the starting quarterback. Um, But I think that, obviously, on the other hand, if Mac really impresses in training camp and preseason and ends up taking Cam's job, you know, Patriots might cut Cam. I really would not be surprised, um, you know, if they really think that Mac has a really impressive Uh, camp and preseason. So I like the pick. I think it's solid. I think that, you know, it's the best spot for him to improve and develop, you know, with Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels and this offense. And I think that you have an offensive line that's had good continuity. You have a good solid running game, you know, Damian Harris and Mac Jones, another, another uh, college, college teammate connection there. Um, and you got some good wide receivers, and I think that you're going to see a, you know, a new day for the Patriots offense. Obviously, no Brady and Edelman. Now maybe it's Mac Jones and Kendrick Bourne. You know, who knows? Um, but it's it's interesting. It's exciting. So um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You know, I think that you know Mac comes in and says, "I'm just going to be here and work with Cam and Jarrett," and I like that. You know, but I will say that. You're paying attention to the draft last night, and you saw Mac, you know, sitting in that green room. He did not look super happy that he lasted, that he did not get picked before 15. Um, and he looked like someone that is going to come into the NFL with a chip on his shoulder and someone with really something to prove to be like, all right, 14 other teams passed on me. You know, I'm going to make them pay for it. And. Um, this is why I think that he could end up being one of the better quarterbacks from this draft. You know, is could he be as good as what we think Trevor Lawrence might be? You know, who knows? You know, but I think that historically, you know, if, of the first five quarterbacks that get picked in a draft, typically there are about two of them that do really well. I really believe that Mac Jones can be one of those two and really have a solid NFL career. Um so I think I do like the pick. I think that it's a it's a solid addition. Glad that they cut a quarterback. So we can stop talking about what their plan should be at quarterback. Now we're pretty sure we know what the plan's going to be. 
and it doesn't involve Jimmy Garoppolo. Thank goodness. Um, and then the Cardinals at 16, Zaven Collins, linebacker from Tulsa. I think that he's going to be one of the best linebackers from the draft, so he goes to the Cardinals. There were some conversation, conversations uh, that the Cardinals may perhaps trade into the top five to get Kyle Pitts, but I think this was a smarter move. You get Zaven Collins, guy who's going to be really good right away. Um, the Raiders at 17 take Alex Leatherwood from Alabama. I like this pick. I think they need some help on the offensive line, so I think a solid pick there. Perhaps a little bit of a reach for him at 17. I didn't have him going in the first round, but um, a solid pick that I think can help out um, the Raiders. The Dolphins at 18, taking Jalen Phillips. Uh, he, he will not have to move very far. Uh, playing at Miami in college, will play for the Dolphins. Good pick. I think he was drafted a little higher than I thought he was going to be, but um, I think that I think that it's a good addition. You know, I think that he played really well at Miami. I think there might be some injury concerns um, with him, or I might be getting him confused with someone else. But um, I think, assuming that you know this is this is the guy I'm thinking of, he can stay healthy, be a solid addition to that Dolphins defense. Um, then the Dolphin or the uh, Washington at 19 taking Jamin Davis, uh, the linebacker from Kentucky. This was a little bit of a reach. Um, I didn't have Davis going in the first round, but, you know, Washington's a team that, I don't know, I really thought that they would be looking at getting someone on the offensive side um, because I think defensively they were a pretty good group last year, but um, they get the linebacker from Kentucky, so be interesting to see. Then the Giants at 20, swapping with the Bears, take Kadarius Toney. Love this pick for the Giants. This is a really solid pick. Um, I think that you know, giving Daniel Jones another weapon, you know, giving that offense another weapon. And Tony's great. You know, he's a guy that reminds me of Tyreek Hill. He might not have the speed, but he's a guy that can, you can put him anywhere. You know, he can be kind of a gadget guy. He can be a guy that plays in the slot. I really think that this is an outstanding pick by the Giants um, at 20. At 21, the Colts take Quiddy Pay from Michigan. I like this pick. I had him going uh, 26th in my mock, but um, he's one of the best edge rushers um, in the draft, so good pick for them there. Uh, the Titans taking Caleb Farley at 22. Um, good good spot for him. This is about where I thought he would get drafted. Obviously, he has some injury concerns, but uh, Tennessee, obviously without Mal- Malcolm Butler, will try to uh, replace him, so to speak. So it'll be interesting to see um, how Farley does in Tennessee. Then at 23, Minnesota, obviously with the trade with the Jets. Take Christian Darasaw from Virginia Tech, offensive lineman. I think really solid pick here. I think Darasaw is going to be really, really solid. Um, and now we come to the only other first-round pick that I caught right, uh, the Steelers taking Najee Harris from Alabama. Um, I do want to say one note on Najee Harris, which honestly was really amazing. Um, so I will just say that watching the draft is always – Really fun, you know, to see the players and their families, you know, realize these dreams. And um, it just is such a special time for these young men. And um, I think that especially this year, there are a couple of guys that really are incredible people. Um, 
you know, Trevor Lawrence, I think all the tremendous stuff he did um, with social issues at Clemson. Um, and then you see video last night with Quiddy Pay after, you know, had getting interviewed and telling his mom that she's going to be retired. You know, that was honestly one of the most beautiful things I've seen from the draft in years. So um, I thought that was amazing. So getting back to Najee Harris, um, I believe that he grew up as a homeless child and um, had a draft party at the um, the home that he lived in when he was a child. So um, I thought that was really special, um, really just a, really a special person um, to put that together. So um, just wanted to say a word on, on that for him, but love the pick by the Steelers here. I think that, you know, either way, Harris or ETN, really, you are not going to go wrong. But I think Harris is a guy that you could very well see him becoming like a Derrick Henry type running back, you know, an every down type of guy. And that's, I think, exactly what the Steelers need. You know, I think that obviously they were one of the worst running back, running teams in the NFL last season. And you got Roethlisberger, who's not getting any younger. Um, and then they lose James Conner a couple of weeks ago. Um, I think this is an outstanding pick, and I think he's going to do very, very well um, in Pittsburgh and possibly right away. You know, I think that assuming that, you know, I'm going to assume that the quarterbacks, one of the quarterbacks wins Offensive Rookie of the Year, but if they don't, uh, look at Najee Harris. He absolutely could win Offensive Rookie of the Year um, if things go really well. So now, continuing with the trend of college teammates, uh, the Jaguars taking Travis Etienne at 25. So uh, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, teammates once again. Um, so that will be very interesting. Uh, pretty awesome if you are a Clemson fan and a Jacksonville Jaguars fan. Um, but I think Jaguars, I was a little surprised that they went running back. But, you know, I think they need as many playmakers on offense as they can get. And they definitely get one here. Etienne was... Uh, probably the best running back um, in college college football the last couple of years. So um, really solid pick for them there. Um, 26, Cleveland taking Greg Newsom the second. I thought they would probably be surprised that Newsom was going to last this long. Um, they get a good pick here. He was a really solid cornerback at Northwestern. So really like that pick for Greg Newsom. Okay, so here's where things get a little interesting. The Ravens had two first-round picks. And I had them taking, I believe I had them taking Rashad Bateman 31st um, in my mock draft, but the Ravens decided to screw with me and uh, take him 27th. So I technically got that pick wrong, but you know what? We'll take it as a win. I don't care what anyone says. <laughs> we'll take that as a win. So Ravens get Rashad Bateman from Minnesota. Really good wide receiver. You know, I really thought that definitely uh, Baltimore is going to be looking to add a receiver. So they add Bateman. I think it's just a really solid pick. Gives um, Lamar Jackson another uh, target in the red zone. Uh, the Saints taking Peyton Turner from Houston. This was a little bit of an off-the-board pick, I think, by the Saints. Um, a little bit of a project player, but I think the Saints... Always in need of some help on the defensive line. So I think that's a solid pick there. Be interesting to see how he turns out. Uh, Green Bay bringing in Eric Stokes from Georgia, the cornerback. Really thought that they were going to go receiver here, but um, 
Green Bay getting Eric Stokes. I like the pick. I really liked watching him um, at Georgia as a really outstanding cornerback. Um, then Buffalo at 30, getting Greg Rousseau from Miami. Thought that they were going to go um, edge rusher here, and they did. But um, getting a different guy than I thought, I thought they would go to get um, Aziz Ojolari, who is actually going to be one of the best um, on the board in the second round tonight. Um, but the Bills get Russo. I really liked him at Miami. Um, I think the Bills are really getting a good high-motor player. Then the Ravens, with their second-round pick, getting Jason Owe from Penn State. Uh, Baltimore definitely going to need some guys that will help relieve the loss of Judon to the Patriots. So um, I will like this pick. I was very surprised that uh, Jason fell all the way to 31, but Ravens seem to be pretty happy with that. So the Ravens getting this pick from the Orlando Brown trade um, as Orlando Brown went to Kansas City. So they make the trade and get their guy, Jason Awe. And then Tampa Bay closing out the first down, first round with uh, Joe Tryon from Washington, an edge rusher. So uh, Tampa Bay, obviously a team that's going to uh, bring back a lot of players and or they're going to bring back a lot of players from the championship last year. Um, so I think that it's a solid addition. I think that, you know, Tampa Bay is definitely a team that needs to start thinking about their future a little bit and just making sure that they can get some solid, um, they can get some solid production um, out of him, you know, by the time they get some guys that leave. Um, so some other... The moment you realize something is truly luxury. That's not great. I gotta stop opening up tabs and accidentally, you know, not stopping the the uh, ads. So, uh, some guys that are still available. I mentioned um, Aziz Ojalari. Mentioned um, who else did I met? I'm gonna go back and find my predict pick thing. Um, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa from Notre Dame. Uh, I was very surprised that he did not get picked. Um, he's a little bit undersized for a linebacker, but you know, I think that he still is going to be a very solid pro. Um, Christian Barmore, a little surprised that he fell out of the first round, um, but he'll be one of the best players available. Um, Elijah Moore, obviously. A wide receiver from Purdue, he'll still be on the board. Or excuse me, um, Ole Miss. He's from Ole Miss. Um, then a couple of linemen, Landon Dickerson and Quinn Mineras, who I had taken in the first round. Tevin Jenkins from Oklahoma State as well. So a couple linemen there. Um, I think as far as the Patriots and their um, thoughts for the rest of the draft, you know, I think that uh, cornerback is a position they'll definitely be looking at with. Um, Stephon Gilmore, not really sure what his future holds. Um, and then obviously J.C. Jackson, who's only signed through this year. Um, I think that's a position that they will uh, look at. I think wide receiver, definitely they're going to look at. Um, some other names, uh, Nico Collins from Michigan. Um, Rondale Moore from Purdue. Uh, Amari Rogers from Clemson. Those are some names to keep your eye on um, if you are a Patriot fan. I think... You know, defensive line, offensive line can never have enough of those guys. Um, I think linebacker, definitely they'll look at. Um, 
you know, I don't really see any other offensive position, you know, possibility that they take a running back. I know that that might surprise some people, um, but I feel like Michael Carter from uh, North uh, North Carolina is a name to keep an eye on. Um, a lot of people know the name Chuba Hubbard um, from Oklahoma State. Not sure if, you know, he'd be available, but I think that with the Patriots, you know, losing Brex Burkhead, I think, you know, do have a need for possibly another running back. But I think Brandon Bolden being back, you know, might, um, you know, help out a little bit there. But I don't think that running back really is an area of need, if I'm being perfectly honest. But um, cornerback, I think, where is where I expect him to go. Linebacker, you know, line, wide receiver, some positions to keep your eye on. So, Patriots with a second round pick and a third round pick tonight. So second or rounds two and three tonight start at seven. Um, just some other news. Obviously, this broke everyone's brain yesterday with the uh, news about Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, reportedly not being super happy in Green Bay, and that was uh, not something I expected to see uh, hours before the draft. So that sent people into a tizzy, wondering about, um, you know, what's going to happen? Does he really want to leave? Where would he go? The Packers management made it pretty clear that, you know, he's not going anywhere. So you got to think that they're not trading him unless they get like a godfather offer. Um, And I'll be honest, if there's a team that that does that, it's going to be the Las Vegas Raiders. That's my hot take of the day, that... The Las Vegas Raiders uh, will make a play for Aaron Rodgers at some point. Um, Is it going to be during draft weekend? You know, I don't know. We'll see. But I really think they're a team to keep an eye on. You know, if that becomes more of an issue and becomes like a Deshaun Watson situation where he's really unhappy, really doesn't want to be there. And, um, you know, maybe Green Bay ends up trading him. Um, So that will be interesting. I think that. You know, so yeah, rounds two and three, things should be interesting. I would not be surprised um, if the Patriots trade out of, I think that it's 46, I think is the overall pick um, in the second round. I wouldn't be surprised if they traded out of their second round pick um, and possibly tried to get some more picks um, because they only have a second and a third. They do have three fourth round selections um, tomorrow and then a fifth, a sixth, and a seventh. So they do have seven picks tomorrow, but it'd be interesting to see what they do with the two picks today, assuming that it's two picks. Um, so that's that's probably it for my first round reaction. Um, you know, thanks to everyone for, for tuning into this. I know it's a, a lot shorter than our typical episodes, but um, really happy that I did this. Happy to, you know, give some analysis. If you want more analysis, feel free to shoot me a DM on Twitter. Uh, you can DM me, you can DM the podcast. Um, if you are a close friend of mine and you want to text me, feel free, and I will uh, give you any sort of analysis. So uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, you can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify, follow the page on Twitter, and on Facebook. All right, everyone, enjoy day two and three of the NFL Draft, and we'll talk to you next week.